tell us a little bit about what's going on in He's Morbius. got fangs and he sucks dick. No. Fangs and he sucks dick. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back, Vin. It's good well, to- welcome, welcome, my children. <laughs> it's great to have you back on the pod, dude. Hell yeah! Welcome to Fan Speculation. Let's crack this shit. Oh, I got beer a little bit on my thumb. <sighs> oh yeah, we are Vietnam. Fucking, <laughs> we are. CJ Palmasano and Vinny Carini. We're back for fan speculation. We have a holy shit. This this I think other than the um when Marvel released all of their titles for the next several years, I think this is the biggest episode we've done to date. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as far as the news goes. Okay, as as things have been normal on this podcast, there's a lot of Spider-Man No Way Home news. Oh yeah. We will get into that little later that mm-hmm. that's a whole section of the podcast oh. in and of itself one thing i forgot to mention cj what's that this podcast so many things have been dropped this past week mm-hmm. even buzz lightyear yes buzz lightyear as it well looked, it looks pretty dope i, I, I felt so like too. i was watching like the intro to halo 3 yeah do you want to talk about that a little bit but it wasn't on our notes but i don't mind talking about it um just we'll do a quick glance over uh, looks super cool animation looks cool i like this buzz we're gonna see like buzz's extended universe i mean yeah all we've all we've actually seen besides, like, I think there was an animated TV show on Disney when we were there kids. was a, There was a show, and that was precursed by a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I believe Tim Allen did do the voice in that animated movie. It was like, yeah. there was a thing where um, the Toy Story gang was watching the movie. It was like, oh, yeah, It yeah, was yeah. after the events of Toy Story 2, mm-hmm. and then it showed the movie that would later lead to the show, which I love the show growing up as a kid. That was a great, great show. Yep, yep. There was um, a video game for the Sega Dreamcast as well. But Tim Allen won't be the voice of Buzz in this Pixar movie. No, it will be Chris Evans. Yes. Now, basically, um, r- real quickly, there's a lot of there's a lot of political debate with this, and I'm just gonna flat out say this is bullshit. Wait, with Buzz? With Buzz? Here, How could there be political shit with Buzz? Well, here's the thing. It's a fucking you, cartoon okay. character. Well, th- my point exactly. Chris Evans, I think, as a lot of us knows, is a very is a very uh, liberal person and also a Democrat. Oh, Tim no. Al- Tim Allen, who, who not that that's a bad thing. All I'm saying is that. I hope. How could you bring politics into this Toy Story? I, I know that's what I mean. And Tim Allen, as for years and years and years, is not. He's not in secret being a Republican and a conservative. Do you and think that's why? Because Fox News was doing it and TMZ was doing it. Uh, I think Fox it's, is good for that. Well, here's the bullshit that comes with all of it. With it is that Tim Allen is a people. Oh, it's a, it's a thing because he's a conservative Republican or he liked Trump. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. It's the no. fact that Tim Allen paid Buzz Lightyear the toy and Chris Evans is playing Buzz Lightyear the man. Buzz Lightyear the toy was based off of the superhero in that universe. Yeah, two different people. To, of he was The toy was based off the man. It, it has nothing to do with politics, none of that political agenda. Mm. Buzz Lightyear is one of my favorite Disney characters, so yeah. I'm actually very excited for this movie. It looks super cool, and there's a scene in the trailer where I guess one of the other uh, one of the other Rangers cuts the arm, like the tentacle of some beast, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, cool! They have like PG-13 gore." Yeah, it, it looks it good. It looks good. It looks really, really good. Plus, 
Chris Evans also not fin- fin- finishing a famous line from a character he's playing, you know, teasing us with oh, yeah. Avengers in Age of Ultron, not finishing the assemble line. And now in this trailer to infinity and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing. Um, but yeah, that wasn't necess- I wasn't planning on talking about that, but that's actually really cool. I- I'm v- yeah. looking very much looking forward to it. Hell yeah. I figured and- Disney, you know, Disney owns fucking Marvel. So, I mean, they do. And plus, I think a story about Buzz Lightyear on in of itself should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it could be a lot of th- and nostalgic for guys like us who grew up watching the movie as their kids and Fuck great yeah. and great for kids. You know, I hope this means this. we're gonna get a Woody movie, like a Woody Western. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. I would hope so. I, I don't know if that's very likely. Give but, Woody a gun. But I think that would be pretty <laughs> cool. Get <laughs> just make Woody in Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah, yeah. Just give me <laughs> give me John Woody or, or, or Woody Marston <laughs> or, or uh, uh, oh shit. No, what the hell's his name? Uh, uh, Woody Morgan. That's Arthur right. Morgan. <laughs> Dutch! You can't keep killing people, Dutch! <laughs> Arthur, you don't understand. <laughs> and then you do like... I next, have a plan. Yeah, and then you do the next side mission where you kill like 50 people. <laughs> Wait, Woody is Arthur Morgan and Mr. Potato Head is Dutch. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fucking great. Anyway, getting back into our normal topic... Um, we a lot of trailers have have well not a lot of trailers but a few big trailers have released yep, this week yep. a lot of news a lot of rumors um first and foremost going to kick things off with the book of boba fett trailer uh. fucking awesome <laughs> now if you know <laughs> if you noticed jesus christ if you noticed um boba's armor is significantly i wouldn't say really beat up but it's a little it's seen like it's been through a few scraps here and there mm-hmm. there's significant cuts and uh yeah. scratches in his armor which i prefer i actually it's supposed I, to look torn it's I, the original Django fed armor repainted i prefer the look of him being having it a little beat up i didn't mind the paint job in the mandalorian it looked good but i'm like but that's not boba fett to me yeah. boba fett's armor like boba fett is constantly fighting yeah so constantly we there's a lot going on in this trailer, you know. Mm-hmm. As we've seen in the at the after credit scene of Mandalorian season two, Boba Fett went to Jabba the Hutt's palace, which is now run by Bit, which was now run by Bit Fortuna. Uh, Boba kills Bit Fortuna and everyone in the in the room, and him and Fennec Shand uh, take assume power in the underworld of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So it's very um, Boba's like. He's someone, he's like kind of like a mob boss from what I can tell in yeah. this trailer. He's, it seems that way. He's doing fear out of respect. Yeah. You know? Uh, what were your initial thoughts seeing this? Um, number one, I was hard. <laughs> uh, number two. I think we all were. Number two, like fully erect hard. <laughs> and then uh, number two is I really, really like Boba Fett now that he has like not a cape, but like a kilt. Yeah, I, 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 gotta I like say, that like, too. That's a pretty cool addition I like to that Boba too. Fett. And uh, I don't know, this looks like there's going to be a ton of action, which there should be. We uh, should get that. Uh, I like that. I like, you know, because Boba Fett has re- removed his helmets, his helmet, like a lot, you know, now that he's relevant again. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to want to show Tamara Morrison's like, face. I like that when he sits on the throne, he keeps his helmet on. I like that too. You know, and um, I feel like th- it's going to be like a Sopranos type deal where I, that, it's where it's yes. not a whole lot of it's not a whole lot of well there's going to be tons of action because it's mm-hmm. star wars but it, there's not going to be i feel like there's not going to be as a super a super amount of action because it's like kind of political in a sense because he's he's taking over 
a crime syndicate. If this could be the Sopranos of Star Wars, I would fucking I feel love like this. that's what Sopranos it's be. is like, one of my favorite TV like, shows ever. <laughs> all of the action is going to have like a deeper meaning. You know, like when they whacked people on the Sopranos, there was like a whole obviously there's a whole story behind it cuz they didn't, they didn't just kill people for no reason. Yeah, it also you know helps because I mean? Tamara Morrison's like Boba Fett's kind of kind of fat now. Yeah, and Tony was fat. So, <laughs> so make, but, he's uh, gonna walk into the to the palace and be like, "Where's the gabagool?" Yeah, <laughs> or he's gonna say, "Leave the blaster, oh, take the cannolis." <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! He, I would just love it if he just walked in, seriously sat on his throne with all Where's those people. The gabagool, exactly. <laughs> That is the Gabagool. Or, or, or with uh, Spot, Spotchka is the big thing. Like, that's alcohol space. Yeah, yeah. Where is the Spotchka? <laughs> <laughs> Just, um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. One, a few things I hope they go into is, um, one, like, as we know, as, as you and me as fans of Boba Fett, and many other hardcore fans know, how he escaped the Sarlacc pit. There, it's in the comics, and you can you can yes. read it. But I hope Let's they go show- over that real fast, just in case listeners don't know. Sure. Why don't you explain to everybody? Um, so, essentially, he gets swallowed by by the pit and his best car saves him from the stomach acids Mm -hmm. and i believe he using his flamethrower lights the inside on fire causing the hole to open and then um with with the remainder of his damaged jetpack he's he manages to basically do like a like a boosted jump out of the thing and then then he walks the desert nomadic and alone i hope they kind of keep that because also you know he the sarlacc was also eaten by the cray dragon as we learned in the beginning of season oh, yes. two yeah, yeah, yeah. of the mandalorian so i'm thinking maybe oh, dude, that they, that could have something to play with that as well they need to put a crate dragon in a fucking like in film the only time i correct correct me if i'm wrong but like the only time you ever see a crate dragon like an actual crate dragon in its full entirety is in Knights of the Old Republic, the first one. As far as um, the cinematic version of Star Wars, I think you really only see it then. Yeah. Like, and this is not including the Mandalorian. Like, I think this is the first time in a cinematic view we actually saw the crate dragon in the Mandalorian from a, like a television or a movie perspective. So maybe we'll see another one i mean again the 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 whole show takes place on tatooine may, i mean i would assume boba may might go to other planets yeah. excuse me but i think mainly it's going to focus on tatooine yeah like when when the mandalorian first fights that rhinoceros thing i don't even know what the name of that was but like oh yeah that when i first saw that scene yeah. i was like oh my god he's going to fight a fucking crate dragon and he did that, that wasn't a crate dragon. No, I mean, in the first episode of second season, he did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually, we got there. Yeah. But, like, a full adult crate dragon mm-hmm. is, like... I know. It's like smog from fucking Lord of the Rings. Or The Hobbit, I should say. For all the Lord of the Rings fans, who's not me. Now, they don't like it. I just don't have the time to watch it. Suck, anyway, continue. Suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'll suck you. Oh, <laughs> good. Pull your pants down. <laughs> uh, ends the podcast. Bye. Uh, no, so... um. Yeah, another thing I noticed in the, in the in the trailer is that I think we heard Pedro Pascal's voice as well. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that, but uh, that's because I watched it in my work van. That's okay. I like I had it took me like because I watched back for any like Easter eggs I might have missed. Listen, it, it would make sense if Boba Fett calls upon calls upon you know calls upon the Mandalorian to help him. I I'm would, sure he's going to need help taking down a fucking crime syndicate. I would think so too. Honestly, I I think he might show up for like an episode, maybe two, because you don't want Mando to overshadow. Boba Fett, and and yeah. even though Boba Fett has been in Star Wars canon a lot longer than the Mandalorian, yeah. he Mandalorian or, or Din Djarin is his real name has become such a, a a cultural phenomenon in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. that 
some like a lot of newer fans or fans in general, it it could overshadow this whole series for Boba. The guy who plays the sheriff, who was originally wearing Boba Fett's armor, yeah. What's the name of that actor? Oh, Timothy Oliphant. He plays was uh, that on Cobb Cobb Van or Cobb Vant? Was that was that on Tatooine? They were on Tatooine, yes. Oh my god, I hope he comes in to help help fucking Boba Fett. I hope I hope I hope he shows up too because I loved his character in the show. Yeah, it was bad. Well, I I think I might have said this in a previous episode when when we were covering Mandalorian episode by episode. We weren't we were doing the podcast then. We weren't. No, we uh, we we started this podcast after WandaVision ended. I gotta stop hitting the shit. <laughs> well, you probably did say something. What were you gonna say? Well, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character in the Mandalorian was like a direct re- reflection of um, the show he's the show he did for fucking years, where he's remember, a U.S. Marshal. I remember you saying this, and it was like he just played the same character, but in Star Wars, and I was completely fucking okay with it because in in that show. Uh, you know, he's a U.S. Marshal in like a southern town, like his southern hometown, and like that's the, very much the vibes I got from the Tatooine yeah. scenes. Uh, what, what's cool is like um, there's like a uh, like the the how do I, like the organized crime in the South has hired this hitman to kill certain people yeah. in in the county, and uh, like the hitman plays a game with his victims where he puts a gun on the table, mm. and like whoever reaches for it first. You know, you know, it just doesn't die. You know, okay. So or shoots first. Shoot first, ask his, questions later. His thing was, when the gun, whenever the person would reach for the gun, he would have a knife in his hand and he'd stab the person's hand. Wow, this gra- is grab the wow. gun and and blow them away. So uh, when Timothy Oliphant finally finds this hitman, there's like a tablecloth on the coffee table that they're mm-hmm. sitting across from each other, and mm-hmm. you know the, the bad guy puts his gun on the table. Mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant. Pulls down on his end of the tablecloth, sliding the gun closer to him, so that way when the guy goes and stabs the table, he misses where the gun is. Timothy Elephant picks up the gun and just blows the guy away. I gotta watch this show. It's fucking awesome. What and, show is this called? Uh, fuck. I can look it up later if anything. I'll just look up the guy. Yeah, here. it's. I want to say it's Lawless, but Lawless is a movie with Tom Hardy. All right, I'll ch- I'll check that out. It's fucking cool, and he's like known for having the fastest gun. Like he's the fastest. He's like the the quick draw of the U.S. Marshals. It's fucking cool. All right, cool. Anyway, um, yeah. So there's a. I think there's a lot. We, we've speculated a little bit here and there throughout the throughout the the show's brief history that excuse me things we'd like to see in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we have talked about is hopefully the addition of Omega in, yeah. in Super Boba Fett. Now I don't know if they'll necessarily do that. I mean, they could. I mean, the only way it could happen is if. I don't think, uh, What's his face shows up with her. Hunter. Yeah, Hunter has to show up with her. I I, th- I feel like they're probably and they just got to get Sylvester Stallone for that. Yeah, because Hunter's supposed to be older. I mean, at that point, he's supposed to be old. He yes, but we still don't know what the end game of the Bad Batch series is. Mm. So as much as I would love to see, like you know, a Sylvester Stallone and that type of thing, it's gonna be weird seeing Sylvester Stallone playing a clone that's not played by Tamara Morrison. Who is pretty much the clones? You play all the clones. Yeah, but the Bad Batch, the, none of them look like Tamara Morrison, besides maybe uh, Wrecker. I mean, I think it's the bandana and the face paint that makes him look like Sylvester Stallone, and yeah. uh, for for Hunter that is in particular. I think they're probably going to want to wait till the Bad Batch series plays out a little more, mm. maybe establish the characters a little more. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, I loved the show. I thought it was great, but obviously we're still we're getting a season two, so I think yeah. they're going to want to. 
play with those characters just a little bit more and then introduce in, into the Book of Boba Fett, maybe like yeah. a season two or something. Hmm. So we'll wait and see. Overall, though, we're getting this later this year on December 29th, the same day we are getting Hawkeye. We're going to get Bad Batch season two and Hawkeye on the same day? No, so we're getting the Book of Boba Fett first season, first episode of the first season on December 29th, I believe. And wow. that is also the season finale of Hawkeye. Wow. So we got a loaded day for the That's pod a, that, that day. That is a fucking loaded day. We have a loaded day for that day for the pod. All right. Since so, we're on the topic of animated series, we should segue into Darth Maul yes. getting his own animated series. Yes. So I will pull up the article in front of me. This news broke like the day of when when uh, when Book of Boba Fett had, uh, <laughs> had released their trailer. So this is from Screen Rant writing. Uh, Darth Maul, ser- uh, Star Wars animated show in development. Rumors of an animated Star Wars show focusing around Darth Maul during the former Sith's criminal years of the Crimson Dawn have begun to service online. Mere hours after the trailer of the Book of Boba Fett release, rumors of a Darth Maul animated show being in development have begun to service the Book of Boba Fett. The, the Book of Boba Fett will uh, be the latest live-action Star Wars show following the highly successful first two seasons of The Mandalorian. Boba Fett isn't the only Star Wars alumni to get a solo story with Ahsoka and Obi-Wan series in the works, both of which will see Hayden Christ- Christensen reprise their role as Darth Vader. Yeah, that's another thing we didn't talk about. Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader not only in Obi-Wan, but in Ahsoka as well. I believe he's going to be showing that returning as Anakin Skywalker specifically. So he might come back as a force ghost or something. Uh, The article continues. Darth Maul has a long, complicated history in the Star Wars universe, first appearing on the screens as the franchise prequel of The Phantom Menace. Despite appearing to die at the hands of Obi-Wan in the final moments of the film, Maul later returned in the animated series looking to exact revenge on the Jedi nearly took his life. Throughout both The Clone Wars and Rebels, Maul underwent several dramatic story arcs uh, that turned his character from Palpatine's lapdog to a complicated adversary and occasionally ally, especially to the Rebels' young Ezra Bridger. Perhaps the most underutilized aspect of Maul's history is his short cameo in, this, in Solo, A Star Wars Story, mm-hmm. where the former Sith apparent, uh, apprentice appears to have undergone Crime Lord. Now reportedly by uh, Cinelix, if I said that correctly, it looks likely that an animated series based on Darth Maul may be in the early stages of production. According to website sources, several Star Wars voice actors have been recording for an unknown project including Maul's voice, actor Sam Witter. Adding to the rumors are another pair of sources stating that Darth Maul series is being focused on, uh, focused on by Disney, with one source specifically mentioning the show will center on Maul's crime years with Crimson Dawn. Good. Uh, the article continues. Hey, maybe we'll get an animated solo. Uh, hopefully. Like, so- he'll, like he'll make an appearance in there. Uh, the, the article continues, It wouldn't be surprising if Maul was the focus on the new animated show. George Lucas himself once said he wanted to see Maul as a, quote, the godfather of the Star Wars crime universe. So a show based around Maul's crime activity is perfect uh, opportunity to further the groundwork laid during that surprising solo cameo. Of course, there's always a chance the rumors are simply related to the Star Wars animated show, The Bad Batch. The show set after the events of the Revenge of the Sith focuses on the group of the clone troopers going against Order 66, with many episodes seeing the group deal with shady Star Star Wars Underground Makings, The Bad Batch, The Perfect Opportunity to Expand Maul's uh, Criminal Undergrounds. Uh, and the article continues uh, one last time. With such a complex, interesting character, Maul deserves his backstory to be elaborated on on uh, much as possible. And it wouldn't be surprising if the uh, cybernetic Sith doesn't get revisited again in some form or another. Whether the rumored Darth Maul show will become a fruition remains to be seen, but with the second season of The Bad Batch currently in development, it wouldn't be long uh, whatever Witter recording 
comes to light. For now, the Book of Boba Fett is just around the corner, and with many projects in development, there's never been a better time to be a Star Wars fan. That is also very true. That's very um, true. I didn't even think that, because I just read that article for the first time. I just need something to reference this right now. Yeah. Um, Maul could show up in the Bad Batch. Because the last we see Maul in, in Clone Wars is that oh, that's right. is that he escaped the uh, the clone troop ship that was going down when Ahsoka and Cody were fighting. Uh, sorry, not Cody. Uh, Rex were fighting the the clone troopers. New theory: Bad Batch is going to set up the Maul show. That's exactly what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. I think that's what this article is, is, is insinuating that that Maul could show up. Maybe we could get a thing where the villain of the second season making that the final season of the Bad Batch, segueing into the Maul show. I wouldn't say fine. You think two seasons is fine for Bad Batch? I I, I, I don't, don't see them doing as much as Clone Wars. No, I don't either. I think I could see them doing at least a solid four seasons. Wow, at the ve- the minimum four. And wasn't there like twelve episodes? Yeah. So you think they're going to pump out six hours worth of content? I maybe if the show does well and if and if people are watching it, then I say why not? Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed Bad Batch. I yeah. I, I I didn't enjoy it as much as like you know like the final season of Clone. Actually, I, I I enjoyed the first half of the last season of Clone Wars and the last half of this last season of Clone Wars rather than that, you know, middle shit. You know, you, they, you still haven't watched the. Uh what? The, un- the non-canon. Animated. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I watched it on my way back from Orlando. How much how much better would Clone Wars have been if it was done in that style? I think it would have been a really, really good uh, direction to go in. But it was I al- fucking dark. It, it would be dark, but I also think that... Shit it's- is better when it's sad. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's why Empire Strikes Back and Revenge of the Sith are my two favorite Star Wars movies. All right, all right. Um, oh, speaking, of, yeah. speaking of Empire Strikes Back... Last night, uh, Amanda and I started watching New Hope. So, oh, so nice. I'm like getting her into Star Wars, Fuck so that yeah, she's dude. ready for when Book of Boba Fett comes out. Like, I, I have, I have a lot to cover. She's dude. like, she's like, how many movies are there? And I was like, nine. And then she's like, she's like, that's a lot. And I go, not including the side movies. <laughs> not including the you know, TV series. She's like, she's like, she's like, what do you mean side movies? And I was like, well. There's the Han Solo movie. There's Rogue One. There's, there's all the, this other shit. There's the Mandalorian series. Yeah, I was there's like, Clone Wars. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, there's like, Ahsoka's coming out. The I had Book of Boba Fett's coming out. Obi Wan. I'll tell you what. I'm probably not gonna. I'm probably not gonna have her watch Bad Batch just to save time. Yeah, I don't ever watch Bad Batch. Not gonna do Clone Wars, the series. No. Be- I'm just gonna like get her in the the core movies in, and then Mandalorian. I think you'd be good with that. But like, she has to watch Solo. She has to watch Rogue One. She has to watch the whole Mandalorian season. I would prioritize the movies and then, yeah. and then probably. But she was them. like, she's like, she's like, we just got done watching Lord of the Rings director's cut. I know all three. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I know, babe. It was twelve hours worth of film. Listen, I get it. I had to do the same thing with Ashley. Like she had only seen a handful of Marvel movies when I first met her. And I made her watch all of them, but yeah. she eventually became a fan. And, yeah. I, and I, Wait, think, I, I think she'll probably do the same thing. Amanda and I only watched half of New Hope last night, and she's hooked. Oh, sweet. Dude, you're in. She's fucking hooked. You're in. You're, you're so I, in. I'm like, I'm like, this movie came out in the fucking 70s, and you like it? I'm. Listen, Ashley likes Star Wars. My girlfriend likes Star Wars. But what she loves the most, like every other woman, and there's nothing wrong with it, is she loves Mandalorian because of Grogu. I love Grogu too. I love the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian restored my faith in my faith in Star Wars. So 
overall, I think you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think Maul appearing in the Bad Batch would be a perfect way to set up this supposed uh, animated series. Mm-hmm. And also, Paul Bettany was rumored to return as return too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I cannot remember his character's name in, in Solo. I just, I just yeah, cannot. He was but, just a douche. But he was. I would assume he was, was like head, Maul's head, head underling. He, he like his second in command. Second douche in command. Douche in command. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Th- there's there's a lot of Star Wars content going on. Uh, first time in a while, we've opened up with Star Wars stuff. But uh, we, there's not only just you know Maul returning to the Star Star Wars uh, Star Wars universe and getting more of a of an in depth look of his time as the Crimson Dawn leader. Mm-hmm. Um, we got another character returning, uh, rec- uh, reportedly to Marvel. Now, for those of you who have watched the Daredevil series, uh, you'll you'll you will love this. So. It is being reported by Spider underscore Leaks on Twitter. Now, if you don't know who that is, he is a uh, this person is a reputable source of uh, breaking news, along with Big Screen Leaks and Daniel RPK, two very reliable uh, Hollywood uh, breaking sources. Uh, that Vincent D'Onofrio, who played the Kingpin, will be appearing in the post-credit scene of Episode Four of Hawkeye and Episodes Five and Six. Now, as Kingpin. As the kingpin, meaning he's the bad guy Hawkeye was looking for when yep. when fucking yep. Wow. So here's the thing: there is a group. I can't that, wait to see Hawkeye in full fucking ninja there mode. Is, there is a group in Manhattan that now I forgot to look up the name for for this podcast. But anyway, there's a crime group that Hawkeye is fighting that's going after him. Excuse me. And Kate Bishop, uh, she eventually be- takes up the mantle of Hawkeye. Um, and she's also like the the girl he's like training in the movie, uh, the, the show I have to say. Um, this group works for Kingpin in the comics, and everybody is saying, like, "Oh, if it's not real, if it's not real." I would, if this is true, I would love this. Now, I had to do some research on this guy and his uh, and his uh, leaks and everything and his uh, credibility. But from what I understand, he's a very he's a credible, reliable source. So, if this is true. Marvel has just brought another uh, just classic villain from outside MCU properties. Now, Vinny, I know you're... Uh, I don't believe you watched the Daredevil series. I didn't no? watch... Um, I'll tell you what. I've only watched the first season of Punisher when it comes to the Marvel TV shows. Obviously, I've seen Loki, WandaVision, and uh, Captain Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, the Daredevil series is phenomenal. It's one of the best series. That's what I hear. Anybody who's watched it has told me so. Yes. D'Onofrio, like, just... Also, from what I understand, um, Iron Fist was good, I heard. Iron Fist is very mixed reviews. I never watched Iron Fist because I never had the time. Uh, uh, it's... Uh, take what's, it with what's your... What's that other one? Uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Jessica, and, I heard and, Jessica and, Jones was kick-ass, and I, I heard like, Luke Cage was cool, too. I watched the first season of Jessica Jones. I like that. I love Daredevil. I love Punisher. I never watched... Punisher was fucking... Punisher's amazing. The real deal. And that's the reports a while ago coming out that John Bernthal will be returning as Punisher, too. Yeah, just give him his own movie. I mean, you gotta give, you gotta put him back out there. I would love it if, at some point, you know, John Bernthal came back as Punisher in Hawkeye. Oh, that like would, like, like a team up, like a oh. team, like a team up or a similar thing like in Daredevil, where like Daredevil was, kind of, <sighs> where Daredevil was kind of like going after him. Um, I could see a thing where um, you could introduce him into the Hawkeye. Sh- like, let's say if they want to do more than one season of Hawkeye, uh, you could introduce him this way, just like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. 
Uh, it's still very well possible we could see Daredevil, but I feel like if the rumors of Matt Murdock, uh, Charlie Cox, who played Matt Murdock slash Daredevil in the series, uh, returning in No Way Home, it's more likely they'll probably want to wait for that. You still think he's going to be in No Way Home? I absolutely still think he's going to be in No Way Home. Really? I think so. The leak. Wouldn't they advertise him like everybody else? Leak it somewhere. Put him you, on the fucking cover of the Daily you, Bugle in the Morbius you fucking got, trailer. You gotta. You, the thing is, you gotta treat him on the same level as Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in a way, because you know Garfield, Maguire, and Charlie Cox are all people who are iconic in the roles they played. Okay. So it's a big deal that all they right. want to do this. The Just same thing me, goes for D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Give this, me a, this, give me a Spider Man. Team up, Daredevil, Deadpool. If we could get that, the five a, men that fight a, the the Sinister Six. That would be amazing, but we're definitely not getting it for this for this movie. That'd be a big dick movie. <laughs> it would be. Like we huge have more. Talk. We have we have more Spider Man stuff to get into in a little while. Okay. But uh, overall, your thoughts on uh, D'Onofrio returning as Kingpin? Can't wait! I can't wait to see all of that. It's gonna be good. Right. I know your analysis can't be that much because you haven't seen him. I but, know. but just if, he's a good actor. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. If, any, if anything, just just go watch I, like clips on. YouTube. I can't wait to watch Hawkeye as a Christmas TV show. It's that's what's so, gonna be so fucking funny great. about this. It's they be couldn't have done that trailer any better. I'm actually, I'm really excited for Hawkeye. I'm more yeah. excited for Book of Boba Fett, but I but I can't wait for Hawkeye. Oh, of course. Um, another actor that could be joining to the MCU very very soon is one Jim Carrey. Oh, and, I guess, and he's reported to play. Modoc, perfect cast, right there. I mean, that would be a very much a Bradley Cooper type of thing. I think. He's oh, really? Gonna, I think he's going to mainly do like the voice. Mm. I don't because Modoc, if you don't know, he's a big fat motherfucker. Wasn't there a TV show for him? Yeah, like there's there's, there's something on Hulu. It's it's, it's kind of like it's out, outside of its own little thing. Oh, I think Patton Oswalt Oswalt does the voice. I think uh, it was like a cartoon sitcom, right? Yeah, where they're it's, like living it's, in the suburbs. It's something like that. It's like, fucking odd. There is some like I don't know. Modok is like um, he's a character I'm not too familiar with, but I think he's a guy who he's he, not a big bad, is he? I wouldn't say he's he, a big head. I wouldn't say Small he's dick. a. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's a big bad compared to like a Kang, a Thanos, or Galactus. But he is a very. But he is a a threat. Yeah. You know, he has telekinesis powers. He can take over people's minds. You know, he's he's a big fat motherfucker. But Jim Carrey, I think this would be the perfect role for him mm-hmm. to appear in. Excuse me. Now, there's no confirming as to when he could be showing up. And again, this is just a rumor going around that Jim yeah. Carrey could be Modoc. Yeah, people have to have a uh, they have to keep an open mind when when Jim Carrey does that because you know people hear Jim Carrey and they think they're going to see a character like Ace Ventura or The Mask or. Any slew of his wild characters. Bruce Almighty, and, Dumb and yeah, Dumber. Modoc is is like a zany character, from what I understand. Yeah, but he is. Like you have to enter with an open mind. Jim Carrey has a wide spectrum of acting ability. He has done a, a few serious films. Uh, it, it's not like he's going to be making crazy faces and be uh, you know, his I comedic think, self up there. I think if this was to be true, I think he'll definitely add a lot of humor into this. Oh, for sure. I just don't think they should take. It's not like he's going to be up be there like going. <laughs> you know, he's not going to be fucking. Or like you want to hear the most annoying sound? Out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I heard recently that was ad libbed. Yeah, I that, bet. that scene in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to <laughs> to that. Um, but then, why don't we get into the next last bit of trailer news? What is the no- the other trailer that released just a few days ago? At the time of this recording. 
Morbius? Thank you for being so prepared for the podcast. I sent you notes. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> yes, it's Morbius. I wasn't sure because for some reason, I, well, I only watched the, the Morbius trailer today. And I, for some reason, I thought it came out today. So I second guessed myself. No, it just. Kind of like all of my college exams. It's okay. <laughs> Yes, Morbius came out. <laughs> um, there's a lot going on. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on in He's Morbius. got fangs and he sucks dick. No. fangs and he sucks dick. That is not the case at all. He does have fangs, though. No, oh, uh, apparently. That, that might be our soundbite for the start of this. <laughs> he's, got, he's got fangs and he sucks dick. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to stick my dick in a big bowl of pudding. <laughs> No, 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 no. no um, mm. Morbius is a story about it, kind of like Doctor Strange, but ex- except he's uh, ill. Yeah, he, he, he has, has a, a sickness and he can't find the cure for it. He's a doctor. Yeah, uh, he and he's treating patients like kids who have the same disease as him. Yeah, so uh, he goes on a on a quest to try to find, uh, I guess, like a like some kind of experimental cure. Yeah, some type of way. mythical. Uh, what do they call that? A le- an urban legend, yeah, like a like he because he goes over like to a cave, holistic, yeah, like yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. like an urban legend, holistic medicine, and he yes. ends up being like taken over by bats out of a cave by slicing open uh, his hand, and he becomes Morbius because he goes missing after that because everybody runs away. I mean, it's funny because like his name is Michael Morbius, and Morbius is a you know a vampire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, essentially becomes a vampire in the trailer, the you know. We got a trailer for this like before COVID happened. It was a yeah, and then trailer. it got delayed. Obviously. But the thing is, though, this movie is coming out in January. Wow. And we still don't have a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Mm-hmm. And that one's coming on the fucking month. But we'll get to Spider-Man in a second. Well, uh, there's rumors that we're going to get the trailer on the 15th. So yes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Now. Fingers crossed. Uh, the latter half of this, port of this podcast stream is going to be all Spider-Man news. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, uh, there's been a, there was a fucking ton of a ton of Easter eggs in the Morbius trailer. It's like Sony doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, they're just they they, they put Black Cat on the newspaper. They put the Rhino on the newspaper. And yeah, then, and then they have they have Michael Keaton standing up. It, it looks like he's in a doctor's coat. Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he went from international arms dealer to brain surgeon, I guess. And Vinny uh, Eckerd, Eckerd. Oh, I fucked up his last name. Vinny. Uh, Vinny, uh, our listener. Oh, Acardino. Acardino. Okay, I almost said Acardino or something. I'm sorry, man. I've had a long day. It's all right, dude. That was kind of uh, Italian. Uh, but but because <laughs> he's a doc, let's keep in touch. He yeah, messaged yeah, yeah. us today and he said, like, you know, could Morbius be the sixth member of the Sinister Six? And I said to him, well, I don't think so because the time because this movie comes out in January. I don't think he was ever part of the Sinister Six to begin with. I don't. The thing is, I don't think he necessarily has to be like comic accurate. I think it's like, because in the Spider-Man video game, um, the Sinister Six that they put in the game was Doc Ock, Scorpion, Electro, Vulture, Rhino, and then the sixth member was Mr. Negative, uh, who is from who originated from the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. Now, I don't know if he was in an Ultimate version of the, of the Sinister Six, but he's more of a newer villain mm-hmm. to, those, uh, to those characters, so... If they wanted to, theoretically, sure. Let's let's say in a, hypothetically, Morbius could be in the Sinister Six if they wanted to, but because they could kind of do what they want. But I think I, I still think it's gonna be Vulture because we have some news about that. But overall, you know, because the if you notice, Vin, the Oscorp logo in that trailer that was the from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man universe, if you remember. Yes. And then we saw, you know, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 
on a side of a building with the word murderer spray uh, yes, graffitied on it, spray painted. It, it was Andrew Garfield's costume with murderer, right? No, Toby Maguire. Oh, that was Toby's costume. Th- that, that's the thing. And then you have Vulture. It's kind of like a blurred image. Yeah, it's it's kind it's of kinda, it's kind of in the background, but that's and then you see Vulture there and like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just he, a fucking kaleidoscope. And of then people. when he's fighting that guy at the end, he's like, "Who are you, man? I am Venom." Ah, no, I'm like I'm Doctor Michael Morbius. At your service, how can I help you? Like, I think they're kind of doing some you guys do Jekyll and Hyde type shit yeah. with this Morbius movie, and also Sony's, oh my god, so does give a fuck. What if with all these Easter eggs? Venom grabs Morbius. I I, I think I feel like that's the thing. We don't know what universe this is taking place in. It could, yeah. it could be in Venom's universe. You know, it when could you're, be you in know, Toby's, Tom, uh, uh, Tom's, or, or or even fucking Andrews. We don't know. You, you remember remember when we were in in like grammar school? I don't actually. I don't know if you were in Roosevelt school yet, but we had like an art teacher, Miss Fenyar. No, not Miss Fenyar. Miss uh, ja- Miss Jaguar or Miss well, Jagger. I, I think I remember her. Well, she had us like learn about colors and how to make colors mm-hmm. like what colors mix together to create other ones yeah and i remember i just like mixed them all together and made shit brown <laughs> i feel like that's what this movie's gonna be but it's that's, not gonna be shit it's gonna come out fucking pristine gold but that's what sony's doing with these easter eggs yeah overall the vomiting characters <laughs> i feel like i feel like the multiverse has a lot to play in here Oh, fuck yeah. I feel like Morbius could possibly exist in his own universe, but all of these things are kind of colliding together. You know, yeah. it takes place after the events of No Way Home. I think Morbius I mean, is a part of the Venom universe, to be honest. I, that's, that's my guess. That's probably like the most likely that he's part of the Venom universe since he referenced Venom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just... I think, you know, the effect of Doctor Strange's spell also could have maybe not only brought people in... But swap people out into the other universe, which would make which would make sense as to why Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes, the Vulture, is in this movie. Let's not dwell too much on this next question I'm about to ask you. But do you think after Doctor Strange casts the spell that he doesn't know who Spider Man is, or do you think um, do you think that he is exempt from the spell because he is like the the all well one? we well we don't know how the spell is going to turn out in the trail in the movie yet. We still don't know if the spell <clears throat> worked or not. Mm. The the spell could have worked, but it le- it could have not. But let's say that it did. I would think that Doctor Strange, the one who casts a spell, would be exempt because he cast it. Yeah, that's what I think. But uh, but anyway, we have a lot of stuff to get into with Spider Man No Way Home with for the remainder of this podcast. But real quickly, I just want to give a quick shout out to my good friends Bryce and Dylan over at the Making Kayfabe Podcast. If you like pro wrestling which you probably don't if you're listening to this but if you like pro wrestling um and and if you um if you've been frustrated with different storylines in the past of like oh why couldn't they have turned john cena heel why did kurt angles last opponent have to be baron fucking corbin like why couldn't bret hart's run in wcw could have been so much better well, with the Making Kayfabe podcast, my good friends Bryce and Dylan rebook wrestling storylines and make fantasy booking storylines from just some of those episodes I just mentioned: John Cena, Kurt Angle, uh, Bret Hart, uh, CM Punk, and many, many more. Uh, quick shout out to those guys because they gave me a shout out on their podcast, which just uh, aired this past Tuesday, called Making Kayfabe. You can follow them on Twitter at Making Kayfabe, and you can listen to them every single week. On YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts. I love you guys. Thank you so much for helping us out here. Anyway, let's go on to Spider-Man No Way Home. So we got a lot to talk about here, Vin. 
Yes, we do. So uh, why don't we go into the uh, runtime here, first and foremost. Uh, Andreas. Two, two hours, 40 minutes, right? 39, but yeah, we round up to 40. Right. Uh, Andreas literally sent this to me uh, on my way home from work. And I texted him. I said, dude, you're becoming my scoop guy for the podcast at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. like, he's every day he's sending me something. Yeah. So, according to a Brazilian ticket, it's like, that's how long the movie is going to be. Um, honestly, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That, cool that is that is perfect. There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. There's a lot of characters in this movie. So, Hold on a second. It's fucking sad that we have to go through a Brazilian ticketing company to find out the fucking runtime on a, one of the biggest movies of this decade, and we haven't even gotten a fucking real trailer for it yet. I was going to say, who gives a shit where we found it out for it, but yes, we haven't gotten a real trailer it's yet. It's fucking sad. But we, we mentioned earlier that the trailer is most likely coming at November 15 yeah. at this point. But now other reports are saying that we might not be seeing Toby and Andrew in the trailer. Now, think of it this way. I, I have been someone who's been lobbying saying that I don't think we should see them in the trailer. I don't think we should either. And I think we should see them in the movie. It's going to be Captain America picking up Thor's hammer type moment. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Like you don't want to you don't want to waste. Everybody's that. gonna get up in the fucking theater and be like, Aah! and you know, and then all the Avengers coming together after them being snapped away. Avengers and Cap calling Mjolnir assemble, and then Iron I am Iron that snap moment. Like apparently, according to sources, that the three Spider Man together was going to be the quote money shot of the of the the trailer. I still think, and I I said this a few weeks ago that I still think they should be referenced in some way in the trailer. Mm -hmm. I just don't think we should fully see their faces and their whole bodies. Like, I think I said this idea to you. Mm -hmm. Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is confused by everything, and then he's in a room where in that scene you create the Spider-Man meme, Uh but you just see a thing where you're just like, who the hell are you guys? And we kind of just pan, and we see their suits. And I think what you should do is just show like the their backs of their Spider-Man suit. Yeah, that'd be sick. And then I think that's all you need to do, and and just that's all you need to do by saying, "Oh, they're in the movie." Like it's like Green Goblin's pumpkin bomb. Yeah. Willem, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Like we know Willem Dafoe's in the movie because we heard his laugh and we saw that pumpkin bomb. Yep. Like that is synonymous with Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. So. We didn't see his face, but that's like, oh, yeah, he's in the movie. Yeah. Just like with Electro and Sandman. Really, the only villain we know that is actually, villains, I should say, are actually confirmed are Doc Ock and Jamie, and Jamie Foxx's Electro because Jamie Foxx conv- uh, confirmed it last year. Um, other things that we have going on is that the, the suits have been leaked just this past weekend. We saw pictures of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland's Spider-Man suit. But what else did we see, Vin? What other suit got leaked? Goblins. How sick is the goblin suit? It's pretty nasty. Can I'm you, not going to lie. Can you recall and give a little description of what we see here? I saw uh, the leaked suit. I'm looking for it as, you, as we speak. Here, I'll help you out with it. Andrea said it to me just the other day. So why don't you give a description of what that picture is right there? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's what I was looking for. And I think oh, he, dude. This is like, imagine Captain America's updated suit for when he's in our time period, mm-hmm. except it's green and scaly, and then he has like a um, like a military over-the-shoulder satchel going into a utility belt with a giant like leather bag on the side, I'm assuming for the pumpkin bombs. Yes, that would have seemed so fucking too. cool. And he's got like these steampunk goggles. I love that. It's fucking cool. He also has a purple uh, scarf slash 
uh, uh, hood throughout the movie. And that, and that like, hints towards Hobgoblin. Yeah, and, and also, I th- what I love about this, I think my favorite part about this, it's still the same suit with upgrades, but it's all torn up from the fight he had with Spider-Man, with Tobey Maguire's mm. Spider-Man. Because remember, these villains are supposedly coming right before from the moment that they died, or when fi- Spider-Man defeated them. So, I think this is going to be I, uh, Goblin. Out of all these suits, Goblins is my favorite. Goblins is going to be so fucking good. So, what do you think? We're going to see a scene where, uh, just before Tobey Maguire sends the glider into William Defoe, he's like a portal's going to open up underneath him, and he's going to fall down before it, it pierces him through the brick. I mean, possibly. I don't know if we'll actually see the scenes where the where the villains actually get taken, but that has to be it. You know. And speaking of which, you know, there's also like lines from the movie that apparently have been leaked as well. So now, again, Andreas sent this to me literally last night at the time of this recording. Um, a lot of these lines, I'm going to say I believe most of them, but I don't believe all of them. Now, I'm going to read some uh, to everybody and to Vinny, too, because I don't think you've I don't think I sent you these. Did I? No. Okay. So here's what these leaked parent lines are for the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. A few few uh, things of dialogue. So one thing that says, is this stuff coming out of you? Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. That's a nice little callback from Civil War when Falcon was saying that Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Referencing yeah. to his, his uh, organic webbing. Yeah, the web stuff. So uh, this also says... The wizard said he'd get us back to where we came from, but we can't go back. That would be Willem Dafoe to Tom Holland. Now, I believe this one because uh, apparently Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is the one who uh, convinces Tom Holland's Spider-Man to let the villains free because he feels guilty that Spider-Man, maybe not his Spider-Man, but him himself, but Spider-Man is the downfall of their death, uh, you know, of, of what happened to them. You know, naive little kid, Willem Dafoe being a, mm-hmm. a uh, you know, sinister, no pun intended, you know, manipulating the kid. On to the next line, it says, uh, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand, Alfred Molina to Tobey Maguire. Now, this is one of those lines where I'm just like, okay, I could see this, but a lot of these are like recycled lines from the old movies. You, Vinny, as I read these, you'll hear which ones are just like, oh, really? I don't. That's why I take these with a grain of salt. I think mm-hmm. some of these can happen, but not all. Uh, next, we have, um, well, well, if it isn't my murderer, Electro to Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Oh, wow. Now, that one was something I saw when the supposed second trailer had leaked online. Now, I didn't actually see it. But that was the big line going around around Twitter and the internet. So I truly believe this is going to be it right here. What do you make of this line here, Ben? Of of saying my murderer. Of well, 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 if it's my murderer. I can like hear him saying it because I remember his character in Andrew in the Andrew Garfield movie and mm-hmm. how it was like kind of like nerdy and and a little nasally. Mm-hmm. I mean, even after he became Electro, it was still like a little nasally. It wasn't like Jamie Foxx's full voice. Yeah, but like, I totally believe that. I totally believe that. I see him looking at Andrew Garfield and saying that. I feel like this is going to be like a big, like climactic scene. Like maybe Andrew Garfield and and, and uh, Spider Man and, and Jamie Foxx Electro haven't meet yet, haven't seen each other yet in the movie, and they just boom, they see each other. Whoa! It would. I feel like this would be a big final scene we'd see. Uh, the next one is, uh, we are who we choose to be. Now choose. 
Now, if you recall this line, this is from the first Spider-Man movie when he makes him choose between the kids, uh, saving the kids in that, uh, that, uh, that tra- tra- not trolley, but that uh, the Skyway thing by the Queensboro Bridge uh, and Mary Jane Watson. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, but this time it says Defoe to Tom. So maybe there could be a moment where, like, he has to choose between MJ, Zendaya, or, you know, some people or something. And wow. and maybe this could be a thing where we could see this, the other Spider-Man show up. Yeah. Possibly. What if, what if all these villains do similar acts against Tom Holland and then at the very end for, like, a final battle? That's when we get Tobey Maguire and Andrew. I don't think they're going to show up at the final battle because I feel like I've heard reports that Toby and Andrew are going to get a significant amount of screen time. Oh, then never mind. So, but but I feel like this could be a moment wherever it is. It could be on that bridge scene or something yeah. where maybe because that woman who is uh, in the car with who is staring at Tom Holland, she's rumored to be playing. I can't remember the actress's name. We talked about it a while ago, but she's rumored to be playing uh, MJ's mom. So maybe it's a thing where like he sacrifice Goblin is sacrificing MJ's mom and uh, a bunch of other people. Like we are, and, but I feel like this is another line where it could be like, well, it's also recycled lines. Uh, so the next thing we have, you've never done anything of this magnitude, Strange. Don't cast a spell; it's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Wong to Strange. Now that I believe because that was in the trailer. That was in the trailer. A majority of this line was in the trailer. And as we've seen in movies before, when we see trailers and there are certain lines in the movie, not the entire line doesn't get in the movie. Was uh, in the trailer, I should say. Was him leaving? Go like Wong was going to Shang Chi. I don't think Wong was going to Shang Chi, but I think he was going to Kramataj, uh, the place where Strange learned his magic. So it's possible. I don't. I don't know the whole timeline thing. Um, Shang Chi. I think. I think his events take place uh, a bit after No Way Home because No Way Home takes place right after Far From Home. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see there. Uh, Here's another one. I'm gonna kill the light so everyone in this city is gonna know how much it feels to live in my world. A world without power. A world without mercy. A world without Spider Man. Electro to Andrew. Now I can't recall if this is a line. I think from that's, the, from, that's from that's from the second two. movie. Yeah, so, because I remember them fighting in like in a. I remember what's in like it. a powerhouse. Yeah, I remember, like that was like him, the end him, of the movie. Him and Harry Osborn teaming up to take down Spider Man. Yeah. So this is where you start to see like uh, these seem like recycled lines. Yeah. But some of them could be true. Like this next one says, uh, "The itsy spitsy spider climbed the water spout, down came the goblin and took the spider out." Defoe to Tom. Yeah, that's from Spider Man Two. Yeah, it, it's well, Spider Man One. Spider Man One. Sorry. So, so again, it's not only like it's certain names are saying the same from who is speaking to who, mm-hmm. but this is also changing. Like, okay. I, I don't know if they could... I could see him doing this one too, but I feel like they can't use every single line from yeah. the movie, the dialogue. Uh, we're going to try and skim through these as fast as we can. Uh, we can beat them together. Toby to Tom and Andrew. That, I, can, I totally believe there that. There has to be something along those lines being yeah. said. We tamper with the stability of space-time. That was in the trailer, Strange to Tom Strange Holland. To Tom, yeah. uh, don't forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. Toby Maguire to Tom Holland. I like that. That is a big, big rumored line. Like, apparently, that's another thing. Before the movie is over, we will hear the lines with great power, coaching, and responsibility. I bet Tom McGuire is going to, like, he's basically going to be, like, um, an Uncle Ben type figure to Tom Holland. To both of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, Andrew Garfield and, Tom, and Tobey Maguire aren't that much different in age. No, but, but Andrew Garfield is straight out of high school. 
Um, he's and, in, he's in college in Amazing Spider-Man too. Oh, okay. So Andrew Garfield he, is, and Tom Holland's still in, still in high school. Yeah, he's still in high school. So I think, I think Toby's gonna have some wise words for Andrew, but more for Tom. Well, I think that's the whole thing. I think we're gonna see more of a mentorship type of thing with Toby and Tom. And even though some people are just like, I want Tom Holland to stop being him, have him taking mm-hmm. other people's wings. And I think after this movie, we will. You know what? I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Andrew Garfield's character be like an Ant Man, like in, in the sense, in, in this, yeah, in the sense exactly. In the I sense where I don't think he will. But like uh, you know how in the first Ant Man, like um, what with uh, the girl who plays the Wasp and uh, Michael Douglas kind of Evang- like Evangeline Lilly, and, they, they and basically Michael push Douglas. they push Andrew Lang, like Andrew Lang aside for Scott the Lang. first Scott Lang for half the movie. You know what I mean? Well, at the same time, Paul Rudd's a very comedic actor. I know, but so is uh, Andrew Garfield. I'm, I is he? Uh, He has. I mean, he's fun. I mean, he's funny in in, in Spider Man, but every person who played Spider Man is witty. But he'll have a level of sarcasm. Be like, hey, I'm here too, guys. I I think so too. I I think out of all of them, though, I think Garfield will be the the funniest. Yeah. Because he was. Yeah. So, uh, last few months we have here. After Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if you could go back and make it so no, they never did. That was in the trailer as well, yep. the teaser trailer. I have a father. His name was Ben Parker. Toby to Defoe. Now, that was also in the first Spider-Man movie. Um, Godspeed, Spider-Man. Defoe to Tom. Uh, your Ben, how did he die? Toby to Tom Holland. And the last one we have here is, you're not alone, you have us. Toby and Andrew to How Tom. How does Uncle Ben die for Tom? We don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was we, never said. We don't know yet. And that could Uncle, be big. Uncle Ben is another thing that I believe I reported on, not reported on, but I talked about on last week's episode was that he is going to be talked about, and that's how Tom Holland, Toby Maguire, and Andrew Garfield are all going to bond over that moment. And maybe this is it. Um, How did Andrew Garfield die? Uh, Martin Sheen's uh, was killed by uh, a shoplifter. Was Martin Sheen also Uncle Ben? Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen was Uncle Ben in the Andrew Garfield movies. I can't remember the name of the guy who played Uncle Ben. Yeah, he wasn't in, like a serious actor. I can't remember. He's been in a he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's he was like eighty years old when he died. Uh, but he was Uncle Ben in the first two Spider-Man movies in the flashback scene or the scene where like Peter's contemplating whether or not to be Spider-Man and Ben's telling him, no, don't stop. Oh, yeah. You have to you have a responsibility. Um, excuse me. So we see that. Now, out of all these lines, I would say 80% of them are true. What would you say? Um, all the, besides the obviously recycled ones. Yeah. I feel like some... There's a lot of them that have a good a good amount of... Of Gusto. I, I feel like some of the recycled ones can be true, you know, as a nod and a reference to Spider Man fans who, like you and I, may have not be following the who are I should say who are not like you and I, who aren't following the MCU, you know, but but they love the Spider Man movies, those Spider Man movies. Yeah. I feel like that's a reference to them and any hardcore Spider Man fan there is. Yeah. So I feel like some of them will be in there, but not all. And uh, lastly, we have a few other things here with Spider-Man. We have uh, news from a source called, pull it up here, My Time to Shine. Now, Vin, why don't you read this report and tell me what does it say? Halloween scoop for y'all. Remember it well. I'll go back to it when No Way Home is released. Tom Holland's Peter will get the black symbiote suit in the MCU after No Way Home, which means 
either the last scene in No Way Home is Venom and Tom Holland's final, like Tom Holland, they finally meet. Mm-hmm. Because there's really been no context as to how Venom is going to come into the into No Way Home. He might not come into the movie at all. He might just come and, into the after credit scene. Yeah, he might just be the after credit scene. So maybe at the end we see the meetup and then in Venom 3, if there's a Venom 3. I think or, there would be. Yeah, in Venom 3, maybe Venom is chasing Tom Holland to, to take him over. And then that's when Tom Holland will get the black symbiote. And maybe we'll get a funny jazz dance scene too. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. But I hope I, Tom Holland doesn't get the emo haircut. Tom Hardy didn't, so that's what I'm hoping. Tom Hardy kind of seemed the same. Uh, you know, a disheveled man just became a little more disheveled. <laughs> Excellent analysis. Yeah. Best best part about Tom Hardy as as Venom and and uh, Eddie Brock is he just talks to himself and he's stressed yeah. out and sweating all the time. You suck. No, you suck. What are you talking to me? I'm so, I think I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great movie. But that's um, a, and then and then we can get our final dynamic between Eddie Brock and Tom Holland, how they don't like each other. Tom Hardy can develop an extreme jealousy because, as we saw in the last Venom movie, Tom Hardy had an extreme jealousy after Venom left. It was like, hey, bro, I love you. Come back. It could be a thing of that. Maybe that, that could lead it as to why. And also, if you haven't seen the Venom movie in post crazy at this point, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Yeah. Uh, so it's... It could be a thing of like where we sit, where that's why Venom wanted lick the TV. Wait, also, maybe he wanted Spider Man. Maybe he didn't want yeah, to kill him. Maybe he just wanted to take 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 him over. Yeah. But here's what I'm here's here's the other thing. How are they going to explain Tom Holland having some type of control over Venom to where he it's just the black suit. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It could just be maybe a piece of Venom goes on to Spider-Man. And takes the suit. Maybe that could be it. And then it's it. like a split. And maybe that could be it. Maybe it could be a thing where another symbiote latches onto Tom Holland. But I feel like that's... It has least, to be Venom. I feel it has to be Venom. Yeah, because they can't fuck around with that. I don't... Yeah, exactly. And I feel... I, I have said that I think that the events of No Way Home will set up a Spider-Man versus Venom and movie for the future. Maybe Tom Holland's Spidey DNA rejects... Venom, and the only thing Venom can latch onto is the suit. That's possible as well. Because there are hosts that Venom can't latch onto for long. And since Tom Holland probably has a vigor to him because of the Spidey DNA, mm-hmm. that's why he can only latch onto the suit. But the suit's also made out of nanotech, so how does that work? We're going to have nano Venom? Well, I mean, there's also theories about how Doc Ock's uh, arms could be made from nanotech and Stark technology, like this, like that still of him, like crushing Spider-Man on the bridge. Uh, he could be crushing the nanotech out of the Iron Spider suit. I don't think Tom Holland's gonna have the Iron Spider suit once the movie's said. Well, when we're when it's all said and done, I I, tr- I think yeah. Doc Ock's probably gonna destroy the the uh, the Iron, Iron Spider. Spider suit. That but sucks, man, because that is literally it's probably a, the coolest fucking Spider-Man suit ever is. on film. I mean, no no one says he can't get another one, you know, because he has he has access to the technology to make another one only through um through Stark Industries. No, through um. The only person who's 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 good enough to make something like that would be uh, the Wakandans. So no, I mean he he made his own suit from Stark Technology in the last movie. Remember when like he he could, oh yeah he started tinkering. That's right, I forgot yeah, about that. So he could been a minute since I saw Far From Home. Okay, no, that's all right. It came out a while ago. Yeah. He could make another one. Yeah. So that that's what I think could happen. But overall, I think this post credit scene, and also this this uh, this Twitter user, My Time to Shine, is also a Reddit user, and he apparently has been breaking 
any story he's broken about Spider-Man No Way Home has been correct and has been backed up by uh, other sources in Hollywood. So I feel like this will set up Tom Holland for a Venom versus Spider-Man movie. Um, The other thing is that theories are going around that Spider-Man could be traveling to the Venom universe and maybe the multiverse is still broken. Hmm. Um, He is going to be getting an integrated suit, apparently, and that Doctor Strange will give him magic. Maybe this integrated suit could help him, is what helps him travel to different universes. No, you're right. And also from some of those pictures from the Empire Magazine thing that came out. One of the biggest things that he's going to be able to do with that suit is to open up the same portals Doctor Strange does. Possibly, yeah. So maybe not like Strange, but but it, it does say He's going to have have the same ability as Wong and Strange to open up those portals. I think that also these universes are going to be colliding because if you saw from some of this these Empire pictures, your your face is all bug-eyed right now. I'm going to just get you to go ahead and say this theory that you want to say. Go Doctor ahead. Strange gives Spider-Man the integrated suit mm-hmm. so that he can send the Sinister Six back to their respective universes. It's gonna be like it's not gonna be like where they have to go and defeat them. It's gonna have to Tom Holland and the other Spider Men have to trap them. That's a that's really good. They have to I trap like them that. and send them through the portals, which is why Doctor Strange gives him the suit, dude. That makes a lot of sense. That's why yes. That, that makes a lot of it. sense. There's also like theories saying that like Strange is also trying. well, apparently like supposed leaks yeah. that Strange is trying to keep reality together, and he can't use because so much of his powers. Because the villain's existence in their timeline is breaking everything. Yeah, and that's why he's doing as best he can to keep reality yeah. in check, and he can't do everything. Too many things. Too many things are like happening that aren't supposed to happen. It's fucking with Tom Holland's timeline, and it's in, it's interrupting those absolute points in time, which is why reality is collapsing. Yeah, just like in What If. Bug. Which also, to my Bug. point, <laughs> which also to my point that I was going to say is that we've seen pictures. One small noticeable picture is Peter is in what appears to be in the basement as to where Doctor Strange casts a spell, and behind him is a basement, which people have pointed out this looks just like Andrew Garfield's basement in his home that he lives in. Buggin. In the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Bug. And... The the bigger one is there's a picture that was re- one of the pictures that have been released by Empire Magazine, which I gotta go try and find that magazine, read that article on it. I talked I talked about it last week. Okay, there is <laughs> Spider Man in his upgraded suit, his red and black suit, and he he looks all you know he looks mad and he's looked like he's been through a fight. The area around him looks like that fucking abandoned shed that Doc Ock had. To build his machine. Whoa. I believe realities have blended together. Wow. And that's why we're seeing all... It's not just It's not just these villains and these other Spider-Man, these characters are coming in and being brought in. Not just that. I feel like realities are imploding. To, to so cap we're getting, off with your we're theory... landscapes as well as villains. I feel like other parts of like New York in... Andrew Garfield's universe and, to- and Tobey Maguire's universes are blending together with our MCU, and that's why we're seeing this. Hell yeah. Overall, there's a lot of shit going on with this movie. A lot of shit we talked about. Overall, I think we're going to put a cap on this episode. Thank you, guys. 
That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. Thank you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. You can follow us on Twitter at Fan Speculation, all one word. Fan Speculation underscore pod on Instagram. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm. Actually, we're not on Anchor.fm. Never forget about that one. Uh, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, wherever you can find fine podcasts. Leave a five star review. Share uh, us with your friends. Tell us about your friends. Follow us, and we keep up to date any issues like if we have to go on a Friday but we're not we're going to be on Thursday like we normally are mm-hmm. you're welcome Andreas I told you you can blame Vinny for yes, that yes blame it all on you me you can dude. blame him okay <laughs> as, you're, as you're probably laughing in your car right now on your way back home from work uh, thank you guys all so much for listening and again if you're a wrestling fan and love fantasy booking storylines go check out Making Kayfay Podcast with my good friends Bryce and Dylan you can find them on all the podcast formats I mentioned find them on Instagram and Twitter at Making Kayfabe. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. For CJ Palmasano, Vinny Carini, we'll see you all next time.